0: Welcome to Life and Beyond with your host, Valerie Malone. Hi everyone, thank you so much for listening. I am your host, Valerie Malone. In this episode, I will be talking about how to embrace change. Now, why is that when we decide to make a change? This fear and scarcity comes and prevent us from moving forward and achieving the change that you wanted to make. Now, from a personal experience, being somebody that went through lots of change in life, I find that any kind of change that we are making in our life is always very, very hard, whether it's a big change or whether it's a small change. Why? Because the minute you decide to want to make a change, you know that you have to change some of your rituals in your life, some of your habits. You have to meet new people. You have to go out there and actually do it. So that's why it's very normal to feel the fear and the scarcity that comes in that you might doubt yourself thinking that you might not going to be able to do it. And I've been through that a lot, so I know. And even if the change is for better, it's always scary because it's different. And different is not familiar feelings. So when we're not familiar with the feelings of what we have to go through, it gives us that fear that we might not gonna be able to do it. And I learned... That as a human being in life, we always face two types of change. One is unexpected change and the other one is expected change that you're voluntarily making and you're deciding to make a change in your life. So first, I want to talk about unexpected change. Why? Because unexpected change is almost like a sucker punch. Something that you did not expect it, your going about your day, doing the things that you do every single day, and all of a sudden you uh, find out um, something like natural disaster, you, your partner wants to get divorced, um, That of loved ones, getting in a car accident, uh, finding your partner cheating on you, um, or getting diagnosed with uh, some kind of chronic illness. And those are changes that you did not want to make, and it just happened to you. So it's almost like at that moment, your back is in the wall and you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision to do something about it because you know your life will change forever. So in this episode, I wanted to give you guys some tip how to deal best with unexpected change, which is very, very unfortunate. The good news is that unexpected change, like I said, it will give you um, no room for you to analyze things so you're on a place that you have to make a decision you have to uh, just go with your gut and do the best that you can so for that I experienced just recently unexpected change one of my best friend just very young man died and that was very unexpected change for me and it was a hard time I had such a hard time for months and months to deal with these things so for that particular reason, I wanted to make this episode, and I want to tell people out there that are facing some unexpected change how to deal with it as best as it can. First thing is that no matter what you say, unexpected change is not pleasant, because majority, 99% of the time, unexpected change is not a good news. It's something that you didn't want to do. It just happened to you. So whatever reaction you're having at the moment is normal. Whether you're angry, whether you're sad, whether you're crying, whether whatever it may be, it's normal feeling that you're having. So this is how I dealt with my unexpected change and I want you guys to take some notes and apply this in your life. And it will not make it better, but it would make it easier for you to deal with it. Number one, take time to grieve. It is very, very important to understand that when unexpected change happened. a lot of people go to these uh, feelings of, I'm gonna be okay, I wanna be okay. And I know from a personal experience because the feeling is so painful, it's so hard that you don't wanna be there. Especially the first couple of days you're just shocked and then after that you just hate that feeling being in your body. So it's very important to take time to grieve And show vulnerability. Now a lot of people out there, they are trying to keep all the feeling to themselves and don't want to express their feeling how they feel. Whether you're sad, whether you're angry, whether you're mad, or whether simply you're just completely shocked and don't know what to do. So step number one is to please, please take time as much as you need to grieve. Because when you grieve, the concept of a change kind of marinates in your head and like, okay, the change happened. That shit happened. I'm very sad. I'm very angry. And all the blaming comes in, could have, would have, should have comes in and all of that. Let it just run in your mind. Don't do anything about it, but let it come out. It's very healthy for you to think that way and it's okay. Step number two, I find it very helpful that to write your feeling down every single day about that change. Now me, I started to write it down and for weeks and weeks I was writing the same thing over and over and over again even though and that got me frustrated because I was like why do I feel this way every single day I want this feeling to go I want this to be changed but it's okay it's okay for you to feel the same way if you're angry for a week it's okay if you're sad for a week it's okay keep writing it down what that does is number one you expressing your feeling because me personally I didn't want to talk about it with people a lot because it was almost annoying to you know describe your feeling over and over to other people because I thought other people would get annoyed. My loved one around me would get annoyed hearing my feelings about the particular change so I would go and write it but even in my writing I would get annoyed because I was writing the same thing over and over and over again. It helped me because I got it out and I put it on a paper and I actually wrote it down and the other thing that helped me that I went back Once a couple of months after the change that happened, I went back and I looked at it and reminded me how long it took me to be sad, how long it took me to be angry. So in the future, if something does happen, it might not going to be the similar thing that happened, but at least I know my ability that how long it's going to take me to come out of that, to at least accept it or, or to at least know that I'm going to be okay. Number three is to remember your fate. I'm a very, very faithful person. I, I rely on my faith almost every single day. So I know that when you go through unexpected change, and it's hard, and the last thing you wanna hear when people tell you, you're going to be okay. Because you're sitting over there being sad or being angry or simply lost, you can't picture yourself being okay. You can't. Even people telling you around you, people that have been through this stuff, you just can't, because I know I could I'm like, Okay, it's nice for you to say, but I feel like shit right now. But remember your faith. Everything happens for a reason. When people tell you that, there's truth to that. Everything happened for a reason. You might not know it right now, but as time passes, you will see. You will see the light in the end of the tunnel. So keep reminding yourself, as hard as this may be, just keep reminding yourself that there's got to be a reason why this happened. I don't want to question it now because I'm angry or I'm sad or I'm shocked, but I'm going to believe in my God or whatever you believe that this has happened for a reason. So that's number three. Number four, it's very important to remind yourself and be grateful for the things that you have at the moment. And again, like I said, it's very hard. But try to shift your focus. Try to think about um, your kids. Try to think about uh, people that you love and and your life that is around you. Try to think about something that makes you smile, something that simply going sitting outside and and just thinking about stuff. Think about your health, think about your family, think about things that God give you and you can appreciate. It may be very small, small, but if you can think about that every other minute or every five minutes a day, that will help you a lot to go through the grief of what you lost or what you have heard or what happened to you. So it's very important to think about those things. And I know, and I know, and I know, it's very hard, but I'm telling you, it will help if you can little bit shift your thinking and thinking about things that you have at the moment that you're grateful for. Number five, it's very, very important to remind yourself that no matter how bad you have it, someone else out there has it worse than you. And I know this is a horrible thing to say, but it's true. But there's 7 billion people in the world and in every country. There's a lot going on in everybody's life. So at the moment, you might think you're the only one that's going through this pain. You're the only one that's going through this change. But there are a lot of other people out there that you don't know of that are it. Hazard- worse than you. And I know that's a horrible thing to say, but when we, when we can remind ourselves, then that will give us the, at least the feeling of like, okay, let me look at what I have and what I'm thankful for. I know this time is going to pass. This change will go away, but at least I know that I have something here. Just the fact that I'm thinking about this is a blessing. So remind yourself, no matter how bad you have it, someone else has it worse than you. Number six, and final one for unexpected change. And guys, this is really hard and I know how you feel, but remind yourself and just keep yourself busy. See, when unexpected change happened to me and majority of my life, that was sad thing that happened to me. The last thing I want to do is go hang out with my friends or the last thing I want uh, to do um, to cook or clean or uh, read or do anything. But it's very, very important to push yourself. Push yourself and say, you know what? I'm going to keep myself busy. Try to do something with your hand. Try to do something that keeps your mind busy. Even if you do it 10 minutes a day, even if you do it like 15 minutes a day, keep yourself busy. When you keep yourself busy, those sadness, those anger, those pain that you're feeling at least will be quiet for 10 minutes or 15 minutes a day. And then slowly it will develop and week after week, month after month, you'll get better. And that's what I had a hard time with because I just wanted to crawl in my bed and just cry and just be in a fetal position and not talk to nobody and let alone going and doing something. But I pushed myself. Then I got up and I took a shower and I put a clothes on, I put a makeup on just to be like, you know, completely didn't want to do it. But I pushed myself. I said, if I can do that, then that will distract me from thinking about that particular change 24-7. So it's very, very important to keep yourself busy. So these are the tips that you can apply when you face an expected change. Now, the expected change is a little bit different. Expected change is normally premeditated change. We decide to make a change most of the time, expected change are better. For example, because you wanted to get in a healthy, a habit. You want to quit smoking. You want to start exercising. You want to get married. You want to have a baby. You want to buy a new house. You want to quit your job. You want to get a new job. So expected change is the opposite of unexpected change. Like almost 80% of the time, it's something that we make ourselves better. Something that we wanted to change in our life. But even then, expected change is something better for you. It's still hard. It's still hard to... Take that first step and and admit to yourself that, okay, I want to make this change. I want to I wanna get into the relationship. I want to get out of the relationship. I want to get healthy. I want to lose weight. I want to quit this job and I want to get another job. So even though it's premeditated, even though you know it's good for you, it still can be hard because you know that you have to change some of your habits and change some other thing. And for that, like I said, unexpected change is good because you're forced to make a decision and you're forced to go through it expected change on the other hand is something that you choose to make it so it's kind of it's a little harder than unexpected change because now you have to motivate yourself you have to be the one to actually keep up with the promise that you made for yourself you actually have to take that first step and do it and for that it's hard especially if you're so wrapped up in your comfort zone that's what I, I find it harder than unexpected change it's unfortunate but I did so for unexpected change, a couple of stuff that you can do to help you actually move forward and make that change happen is number one, have a clear goal of what do you want to change. It's like, and all you guys hear this all the time and people say it all the time, it's very, very important to have a clear goal of what is there that you wanted to change. Why is that so important? Because if you write your goal and if you write a detail of the vision that you have for yourself, step by step, what needs to be done on that, you can see how big or how small your goal is and how much work requires on that. So if something that you wanted to change has a lot of detail to that, you can break it down. Otherwise, you will get overwhelmed and either you're not going to start it or when you start it, you will give up. So it's very important to have a clear vision and write the detail of down, all the details that goes with that change. I find that very helpful because it would be for me, for example, I wanted to start meditating. So that means I have to get up early in the morning or I have to free myself um, uh, before I go to bed and I have to sit down someplace quiet. Everything has to be um, quiet. So... I write it down step-by-step what it is. Once I write it down, hmm, then I say to myself, huh, you know, that's not convenience for other people that are living in my house or things like that. So I adjust it because once I adjust it, then I know I'm capable of doing it. Otherwise, if you're just thinking about it, not writing it down and not clear, you might fail because you don't know what's coming with that change. So that's number one. Number two, understand that obstacle will come your way when you make a change. Now, me, myself, okay, all these years, I was taught that, okay, you make a goal and you look to go achieve that goal. And that's majority of the people thinking, okay, I'm making a goal, I want to lose this much weight and I want to get to this uh, number of to weigh this much. But we forget to measure the detail between it. Now, how long is going to take you? How often do you have to go to gym? How often do you have to be on a diet? What do you have to do? Obstacles will always come. Get throwing at you. If you can prepare yourself for that and say to yourself, "Hey, am I gonna have a days that I'm not gonna be able to go to the gym? Am I gonna have a days that am I gonna break my um, diet? Um, there's gonna be a days that I'm not gonna feel good to get out of bed." If you can, kind of articulate that, would you plan? Then when those days happens, you're not going to be disappointed. You're not going to think that you're going to fail just because you missed a day of gym or two or a week. And, you know, life is busy. Things happen. A lot of people forget to do that. A lot of people set a goal um, and, and don't realize that the minute that you set a goal, understand not everything is going to go the way you plan it to go. And when I learned that, it made it so much easier for me to set a goal and say, hey, I'm prepared. I'm hoping for the best, but I'm prepared for the worst. So if you can mentally prepare yourself for that, it will go so much easier than just make a goal and run to achieve it. And a lot of people do that, and that's why they fail. Because they don't measure the time between your goal and your achievement and what can happen. Anything can happen. Because we don't know. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring us. And I was actually, to give you an example of that, um, after the winter, I start, you know, I always run in the summertime, and I love running. So winter is over, and it's in the springtime in New York. The weather got a little bit good, and I decided, I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to start running again. I love this weather and everything, and I prepare myself. I put my clothes on the bed, and I'm going to get up in the morning, and I'm going to start running tomorrow. That day, when I uh, went to work, I came home. I fell on my driveway. And I literally hurt my knee, and I said to myself, "Oh shit! Now I can't run." But going through a lot of experience, having a lot of experience, um, um, how change works, I actually was prepared for that. I was prepared that you know something might can happen and prevent me from running. So I wasn't really disappointed. So I was like, "Okay, now you have to do more upper body workout versus like you know going running." So you see, when you make a change, things like that matters. Because people forget, because we're so busy with our lives, we forget. We always think about the past or we're so anxious of the future. But if you can make a plan and say to yourself, I'm setting a goal, I'm trying to change this, but anything can happen and I'm prepared for that too as well. So that's another thing that you can do. Number three, know your whys. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it because you see something in a social media? Because other people's lives are looking good? Are you doing it because you're comparing yourself with other people? Are you truly, really in the point of your life that you say, you know what? I really want to do this. I really want to get in a healthy habit. I really want to um, get into a loving relationship. I really want it's time for me to have a baby. It's really time for me to move out of here and buy a house. Whatever the case, you have to have you strong why. And, like I said, guys, we hear this all the time. All successful people saying that have a strong why, a strong why, too. But I experienced that, and it's so true. When you have a goal that you wanted to achieve, and if you can attach that to your why, and your why is very, has a good purpose to it, when the time comes in that you would fail or you're not able to do it, your why will pull you out. An example of that is I give you guys in my other episodes that when I want to stop smoking, It was a lot for my health. Okay, I'm going to get healthy. It's good and stuff. But I really love smoking. So I didn't do it because I didn't care. For smokers out there, you know what I'm talking about. But my why was that I don't want my kids to grow up without mother. And that was a strong why for me. So every time I wanted to go smoke, I remind myself of that. It's not about me. It's about my kids. I don't want my kids to grow up without mother. So that was my why. And if you have a strong why, when time comes in that you really, really don't feel like to do anything toward your goal, then that why will pull you out of that feeling. Number four, take small steps, guys. A lot of people have this five, six goal that they put up back to back to back to back. I want to go on a diet. I want to lose weight. I want to start going to the gym. I want to, um, they put in so much stuff. By doing that, you're going to be by default failure. Why? Because you get overwhelmed. It's too much of stuff in one time to do. So write your goals down and then tackle it one at a time. If you have a one goal and if it's a big goal and if something that you want to change for the future and it's going to take you five years, then you need to break it down to the pieces and take one step at a time and tackle one at a time. It makes it so much easier for you to keep up the momentum. It makes it so much easier for you to actually do it versus you have a bunch of stuff uh, laying around that you wanted to accomplish and then you just get overwhelmed. An example of that is, and like I said, guys, I do this personally. All my strategy comes in from my own personal life. When I wanted to stop smoking, at the same time, I wanted to fast. So I thought I could do it. The three first day I was okay. I stopped smoking and I was fasting at the same time. But then after a week, I find it so hard and I went back to my smoking and I said to myself, oh shit, that didn't happen. So I rearranged my goal. I said, okay, don't worry about eating. Don't worry about getting, gaining weight when you stop smoking. Just do one thing at a time. Stop smoking. Once you gain the weight, then lose the weight, then so on and so on and so on. So you got the picture. And that helped me a lot. And then number five and final one, set a reward for yourself. When you, I know it sounds very simple and it sounds very like cheesy, but I find this very, very helpful. Why I find this, I learned this by being around a lot of childrens. For parents out there, you know how it is. For people that, are, if you, even if you have a pet, you know how it is. We train them and then we tell them to do something. When they do it, we give them reward. Normally, as a mother, that's what I did. When I want my kids to do something, if I was party training, or if I was telling them to sit down and actually paint something, when they didn't want to do it, I would say if you do this, I will give you this. And that really worked for my kids, it may not work for everybody, but majority of the time it does work. And the same thing with the pets, when you tell them to do something and he comes back and you give them uh, a treat for it. As a human, we're designed like that. We want to reward ourselves and, and actually looking forward to it. So. Set a reward for yourself. If you wanted to accomplish something at the end of the week, go buy yourself something. Treat yourself to spa. Or if you don't want to drink Monday to Friday, then on Saturday, have a glass of wine or whatever. Whatever reward you're setting for yourself, um, it will motivate you to actually do things because at the end of the week, you will be looking for that reward. Psychologically, trust me, it works. And that's what I do. So a lot of people forget to do that. Because you have to celebrate your accomplishment. I don't care how small it is. When you do something toward your goal, that means that you need a reward. Because you're doing such a good job. You have to tell yourself, even though it's small, but I did it. And once you can do that, become make, make it a habit, it would be so much easier for you to actually go through the process versus like keep doing it and doing it for months and months and months and months and months. And again, I am keep giving example of this, but that's a simple example I can give because 90% of people doing it every single day. If you want to lose weight, so if you want to go on a diet, it's good. If you do, let's just say, plan on going to the gym four times a week. And if you go three times and miss one time, still okay. And the end of the week, you should reward yourself. And if you're on a diet and you're eating healthy Monday to Friday, on a Saturday or Sunday, if you want that bowl of ice cream, hey, it's okay. You can eat that bowl of ice cream. Don't feel guilty about it because you deserve it because you worked so hard during the week and now in the end of the week, you deserve it. Some people don't believe in that. Some people are saying that, well, no, I don't because once I break my um, my diet, it's not going to work. But you will be good for a couple of weeks or even a couple of months. After that, your body will go back and crave for those things that you used to eat for 10, 15 years and you're just not going to keep up with it. So it's very important to give yourself a reward. And even like, if you're in a relationship and if you want to build a relationship for better and trying to communicate better with your partner, whatever the case may be, week by week, reward yourself because you're doing such a good job. You're aware of it. You're doing something about it. So you deserve a reward and you have to set that up for yourself. And that's how I deal with change. Unexpected change, and unexpected change. That worked for me very, very well. And I wanted to share this with you guys because remember, change makes us grow. Change makes us see new people, see things from different perspectives, and make us a human that we are. So don't be afraid of change. Change is always good, whether it's bad, whether it's unexpected, or whether expected. It keeps you spontaneous. It keeps you going. Keeps you makes keeps you uh, mind fresh. It stimulates your mind and makes you grow. So don't be afraid of the word change. Embrace it. Love it. Want it and keep doing it, the more you do it, just like everything else, the better you'll become at it. So that's what I want to share with you guys. I hope these tips will help you just as much as it helped me. Till next time, have a great day. And if you have any comment, please write it down. And if you have a question, please send me and visit my other social media. We're all over the place. Love to hear you from you guys. Till next time, have a wonderful day.